Hi there. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. I'm Elizabeth Richard. And I'm her wonderful, fantastic. Better half. That's better half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sebastian Richard. So we're together. We're the founders of Thriving on Purpose. Welcome to our broadcast. And um, tonight we're going to have a very special subject that I believe is going to help a lot of people. Uh, we did some digging. We did some studying because we have the same question as what we're addressing tonight. Yeah. And the question is this, how to wage war with your prophetic words? And now for those out there who don't know what waging war with prophetic words might mean, this means, Liz, why don't you explain to the audience what this means, basically? Yes, yeah, so um, I'll start from the beginning. For those of you that don't know what a prophetic word is, um, is basically a word that you hear from a prophet, because there are prophets that do speak the word of God uh, through the Holy Spirit, have a message from the Lord, and uh, will speak a prophetic word into your life, will uh, give a message from God. Um, there's many kinds of messages that you can receive. And so we're going to talk and we're going to talk about more advanced things. So if this broadcast is really not for people that are wondering, uh, you know, if the prophetic is real or not and you know is it good or whatnot um this is really a broadcast for people that understand what a prophetic word is they believe in the rima word of god and uh so there's the logos what we read in the bible which is the word of god and there's also uh words that come through prophets so yeah so so those are the words that we hear like that align with scripture but they're not necessarily, well, they can sometimes come through the scriptures. And you know, when sometimes you read your Bible and a verse really pops out and hits you and changes your life. Well, that's a Rima word, although it comes from the logos because they work together. But there's also uh, Rima words that are directly mm -hmm. spoken to you. Either it can be audibly by God. It can be, can be in, the, in your spirit, inside your spirit by God. It can be through someone. A, prof a prophet like Elizabeth was talking about, who will utter uh, a direct word from God for you, for your life. And uh, we're, we're lucky because we're living in a season right now where we're getting a lot of those wonderful prophetic words. And we've had a lot of those wonderful prophetic words in our lives. And they've been tremendous, tremendous blessings. But at the same time, we've been um, part of the prophetic lane for only two years now. So we've been um, receiving a lot from it, being blessed through it. But there's a lot of stuff that we were questioning. We were, what do you do with this? What do you do when this happens? What do you do with that? Um, how do you interpret this? And so one of those main questions was really about when a man or woman of God who has a prophetic anointing comes to you and gives you a word, whether it's online or in person, what do you do afterwards? See, a lot of people, they get the word, they get excited, they say, yes, I got a word from the Lord, it's fantastic. And back to life as usual, they just keep keep on trucking and uh, they expect that they got the word, it's going to happen. I have nothing to do, I just, because God said it, that settles it and that's it for me and I got nothing to do with that. Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that if you really want the word to bear fruit in your life. See, the word of God is a seed. Remember that, the, uh, remember the, the parable of the soils, right? It was the word of God was the seed and it went in the heart of men and the soils were different types of hearts and 
there was different types of, of growth or harvest from those seeds. So it's the same thing when you get that prophetic word, depending on how you treat it, how you're ready for it, what you're willing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it's going to either manifest in a, in a glorious way, or it could become a dud, you know, like when you have these, these bombs that just don't go off, they're called duds. So, uh, so that's what we're going to go through tonight. We have, I, I jotted down seven things you need to do. Seven things you need to do when you get a prophetic word. Yeah. So, you know, um, being in the prophetic, we, we have conversations and we see a lot of people, you know, going from broadcast to broadcast. They're hungry to get a prophetic word. Um, but, you know, the, my question was, um, you know, why are some people not getting um, are not seeing it manifest or they're going to say, you know, that um, they've had, you know, this and this spoken over them, but it's been a year and nothing's happened. And of course, there are some um, prophets that will speak a prophetic word that's meant for a later time. Yeah. Um, but there's also an implication. Uh, and, you know, these points, we're not super experts in this, but these are things that we've learned that have really blessed us and that we've been seeing exciting things happen in our life and yeah. God answering. And we've seen the fruit of this because we've done these things. So, you know, maybe over time, we're going to add more to this list and God's going to show us new things. But right now we're excited to share this with you because I know for a lot of you, it's going to help you, um, you know, get more breakthrough and see these wonderful things come to pass in your life. And, and Liz, I'm glad you're telling the listeners that we're still learning because it's true. We're still mm -hmm. learning. We're, we're still yeah. learning in everything, but uh, in the prophetic, we're really still learning. Yeah. And uh, I remember John Maxwell, he mentioned once, he said, there's two ways to, to teach. There's from an authority standpoint, when you really mastered uh, a subject and you teach it, then you're mm -hmm. an authority. But there's also from a fellow journeyman, uh, fellow person on the journey standpoint. Yeah. So I'm on a journey. I'm excited about the journey. I've been learning things on the journey, but I still haven't mastered everything. And I still, I'm still learning as I go, but I'm excited to share this with you guys today. So that's, that's the, the point of view that we're sharing this with you guys today, but we know it's going to bless you because it's blessed us. And it's stuff that uh, we have benefited from as Elizabeth mentioned. Yeah. So in first Timothy 1.18, we read this. Paul is talking to Timothy, who was his little, uh, little soldier mentee. He was the mentor and Timothy was the mentee. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, because Timothy was Paul's uh, child in the Lord, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. So in this very interesting passage, Paul is basically saying, look, Timothy, you, you've heard prophetic words being spoken about you, and I charge you with going to war with those words. In other words, taking those words, taking them before the Lord in prayer and waging war, pressing in with those words to get um, efficient results, I guess you could say, okay? So when you get a Holy Spirit-infused prophetic word, God is giving you a passage from your book in heaven. He's giving you a passage from your book in, in heaven. He's giving you insight about the story that he wrote for your life before time began. This is very profound, but this is a powerful truth. 
Each of us are not born by accident. We have a purpose and a kingdom assignment. Once, once you get into the fold, once you accept Jesus Christ as your savior, savior you really start walking in alignment with the, the book that God wrote for your life when he dispatched you to come to earth. And this is something that a lot of people don't know. We have a book. We each have a book with our name on it in heaven's library that was pre-recorded or pre-written before we came here to earth. And in this book is everything that God desires for us to become and to accomplish while we're here on earth. And when you get a prophetic word, now this, pay attention, this is really important. When you get a prophetic word, a, a real and true and accurate prophetic word, God is giving you a passage that is taken directly from that book and he's given it to you. So it's a very precious thing when we get a prophetic word. So the seven steps that you need to do to wage war with the words that, that, that you get, prophetic words. Number one, does this word align with scripture or does it contradict it? Now, that's the basis of any prophetic word that you may receive in your life. If, if a word contradicts the logos, the word of God, right away, it becomes disqualified. It becomes disqualified. Now, most words, I, I, I don't remember getting a word that contradicted uh, the word of God, but I know it does happen. It can happen. Yeah. There are false prophets out there. The proof is in the pudding and the pudding is the Bible. <laughs> in first John chapter four, verse one, we read beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. So uh, John warns us about that, the false prophets. And in Matthew 24, we know that Jesus warns in multiple places in that chapter that many false prophets will come into the world in the end times that will yeah. deceive many. So uh, there are false prophecies and there are false prophets and they're very, very clever. And it's not always uh, black or white. I wish it were, but it's not always black or white. Uh, sometimes it might need to go through more testing after like the initial uh, testing is, does it align with scripture? That's the obvious thing. Yeah. So that's the first thing you, you, you put the word through. Okay. Every, every prophecy you get for your life, uh, for example, if a prophet comes to you and says, uh, oh, I, I see uh, that uh, you're, the Lord wills you to, to move to Pakistan. And you're going to become a great evangelist in Pakistan. Now, I'm not talking to those who are in Pakistan right now. I'm talking to someone who would be in Canada or in the U.S. or in another country. And he's told to move to a foreign country. Well, you don't start packing your bags and try to book a plane and sell your house and move to Pakistan because you heard that word. The word will need to go through testings. Now, first thing you need to notice about a word like that is it doesn't contradict scripture or it doesn't align with it either. It's, it's a word that has to do with your life personally. And that way it can't go through that particular filter. So it has to go through filter number two, which is, and this is a very important filter, Liz, you know this, get confirmation or slash clarity about the word. In Matthew 18, 16, we read, 
But if he will not hear, and that's about the discipline in the church, but it's very important because it's a biblical principle. If he will not hear, so talking about someone who's being reprimanded by the church staff for ill conduct, like some sin in his life, something bad that's going on. So he's being confronted by the elders uh, and the, the pastor or whatever. If you will not hear, so you go first alone. If you will not hear, take with you one or two more. So that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Now I'm teaching you a biblical principle here. And in 2 Corinthians 13.1, we see this again. This will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Now, it's very interesting because it's a principle that, 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 that is taught in the Bible about the two or three witnesses. And the two or three witnesses can be two actual people, like is the case for Matthew 18, where the discipline is being uh, rendered in a church, in a church setting. Or it can be, see, Paul here attributes it to, he's saying, this is the third time I'm coming to you. So he's seeing the event of presenting himself before them or coming to them, traveling to go see them as a confirmation. So a witness. So the first time he came, second time, third time. And he's saying, this is the third time I'm coming to you. So you've, you've had your three witnesses of this being true because I didn't, I didn't uh, uh, sing a different song every time. Now, it's the same thing when you get a prophetic word. When you get a prophetic word, sometimes it's going to be uh, confirmed through the mouth of real people. So you, yeah, might hear it. so you might hear it again through another prophet in a different way or a different light. It's very interesting how it comes. So you hear that word. So you're not sure about it. Let's say it's moving to Pakistan. I'm giving that example again. And you're not sure about it. You're not budging. You're not going crazy. You're like, okay, I'm going to sit still. I'm going to relax. And then a month later, another man or woman of God, I, 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 it says, I feel that you're called to move to a foreign land. Oh, well, that's a witness. Okay. So now you have the first person who prophesied. Now you have the second person. So that's two witnesses. So normally this is enough, but sometimes God really wants to make sure that you're sure. So he's going to give you a third witness. So uh, maybe it's going to be a Bible verse that's going to jump at you. Maybe it's going to be in a conversation with a friend that he's going to be like, uh, I had a dream the other day. I saw you moving. Imagine that. Like you're, you're talking with a friend, you're at a restaurant. And this one, oh, I had a dream the other day. It was so weird. I felt like you were moving, but far away. And I was like, no, don't move, don't leave. And, and you go like, oh, that's your third witness. See, it doesn't always come the same way. But usually but, it's more specific than that. Yeah. It's not so vague. But but it's still, even when it's vague, sometimes God will, will uh, ignite it in your spirit and give you that, I know this is from you, Lord, and it's confirming. It's going to give you that that green light or it's that understanding that yeah. this is this is real. So when you get the confirmation or slash clarity, now you know, okay, it, it aligns with scripture or it doesn't contradict it. Number two, I got confirmation from two or three witnesses or so two or three different sources or events or, or people. So now you know that is a good word. Yeah. So um, one thing I want to say, you know, for some of you, you know, you get personal words and that can be confusing. The first point you might be like, well, 
okay, if it's personal to me, how would it contradict sp uh, scripture or align with scripture? I don't see the, the connection there. Well, you know, we have to be meditating on God's promises. And, you know, th through reading um, the Bible and God's promises, we understand God's nature, God's character, who he is, what he wants for us, right? Yeah, so yeah. when you when you have a prophetic word, um, that's not necessarily, you know, so I've had prophetic words where sometimes there, there, there were key words there and aligned with the scripture and that even the, the, the prophet would say the scripture that went with that, with that, uh, word, you know, so let's say he's saying, um, for example, encounter with the Lord, I hear encounter with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord shows him in Daniel, which chapter he's talking about and how it's pertaining to my life. For example, that's happened to me before. And I took it as a confirmation because I actually had heard, um, I, I believe it was an angel. I, I was sleeping and I heard encounter with the Lord, mm -hmm. encounter with the Lord yes. a good three times. And it was really, really like uh, strong in my spirit. I knew I wasn't like just dreaming this. This was really uh, the Holy Spirit or an angel speaking to me. Uh, and, and then I woke up and I knew very clearly what it said. And then that prophecy happened maybe a couple of days later. So for me, that was a confirmation of what was going to come uh, in the near future. So there's all kinds of different words that you can get, but that's just an example of how that would align with scripture yeah. or, you know, um, you know, let's say he's talking about finances and you're in need of finances. Well, you know, it's God's will for you to prosper. There's so many verses that God talks about money and how he wants to prosper his children. Yeah. So that doesn't go against scripture, you know? So, it, you know, that's something God wills for you. Absolutely. So if he's talking about that, then you know that it's, you know, it's something that the Lord really wants for you at that time. So, you're so what you're whatever. saying is it, it doesn't go against the attributes of what we know of God. Yeah. And that's very important. Also, we know, we know the ways of God. As a believer, you've been walking with yeah. God for for some time. You know the you know His ways. You know His will. You know you know Him. You have a relationship with Him, so it doesn't contradict His yeah. ways and so His, his So if persona. I would get a prophetic word, for example, that would say, you know, the Lord really wants to bless you. Um, I can see, you know, how He's going to open doors for you to have financial provision for your ministry. Um, you know, because you're, I don't know, let's say it goes more specific or you can stay as vague as that. That's fine. But, you know, a, uh, a, like a word that would not be, um, a good word, let's say that would be more from a, a spirit of divination or, um, you know, not from the Holy spirit would be something like, you know, um, I can see you have, um, you know, the Lord is going to give you uh, two Cadillacs and he's going to buy you a big mansion and it's going to be near the water and this and that. And, and you're going to have this and you're going to have that. And it's uh, all uh, about riches yeah. in a way that it's like, why would God be telling me that? But, 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 you know? but you know, it sometimes it's very subtle because you might've secretly wished that you would have two Cadillacs and a big mansion near water. So you got to have to be discerning too. like, okay, is this really the Lord now? Or am I hearing someone, something else? Mm -hmm. um, this can be very tricky, but, but we're not going to go into that tonight. We're not going to go into discerning spiritual witchcraft and all that, because mm -hmm. that's not our, that's definitely not our area of expertise, but it is but there's out there. always, when it comes to money, there's always a pure motive yeah. into something that's going to bless you yeah. and bless 
your ministry or bless whatever you're doing, whatever you're putting your hands to, whether it's your business, ministry, church, um, maybe you're there, somebody that, that wants to, you know, feed the poor. Maybe you've had a project to, you know, help um, children that don't have fathers. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things that the body of Christ mm -hmm. needs money for to do good. So, you know, a lot of these words are just confirming God's goodness towards you because he wants to bless you because he knows your intent, your intent is pure. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say is you change your notes. We're, we're, yeah, because we're at uh, number three now. But if you want to go back, that's fine. Yeah. So they get the confirmation and clarity for me personally. Um, like I said, like the first example that I used, um, that was for me a confirmation. Now, sometimes, you know, I've had words that were from different uh, prophets that had to do, for example, um, you know, with let's say it has to do with leadership because that's what I studied. But everybody is kind of saying something different about leadership. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in that aspect, is it to the audience that I'm that I'm going to you know, that specific audience? If that specific audience comes back, for example, um, you know, I can see you doing leadership, teaching younger women uh, about this and about that, because that's what you have experience in, blah, blah, blah. And he goes specifically into how I'm going to use my leadership. That's to me. OK, that's interesting. That's that sounds like a real word. I can see how God would want me to do that. But I won't jump ship right now and start a, a ministry doing that yeah, exactly. because I really want to get confirmation. And if I get another pro prophetic word by another trusted source, but they're talking about me, you know, um, doing something completely different, then it kind of is like, well, which one is it? Yeah. You know? Also, yeah. Is it both in a different way or a different time in my life or is it? Or do I am I missing pieces of the puzzle? You know, yeah. So that's why I don't I I wait for more confirmation. And so when it's really really clear, and I I can really feel the Lord, you know, and the Lord, it's not just through prophetic words, right? If the Lord really wants you to do something, He's going to show you in other aspects of your life. You're yeah. going to stumble on teachings. He's going to align that. stuff for you that, 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 that He's going to clear the path. He's going to make you order your steps. Yeah. Your steps will be ordered by the Lord to walk into that path. And, and it's going to clarify everything. It's going to become uh, clearer as you advance. Yeah. And you have to be really in tune with the Holy Spirit that's inside of you because he will um, he will teach you. He will show you different things and lead you to different information mm -hmm. um, that you're going to stumble across and that you're going to be like, whoa, okay, that was really God sent. Like I really needed to hear that. And that really confirms. And you're just going to know that, the Lord is confirming this step that mm -hmm. you need to take. And that's happened many times in our, in our business. And, you know, uh, in our ministry, like when we started a couple of years ago, we had no idea what prophetic words were. And so we, we just, you know, went with the Holy spirit and which is the best way, obviously, but um, you know, it's always great to have a Rima word that kind of confirms that you're in the right direction. That's where it's very powerful. Yeah. But, you know, we, we've had to listen to the Holy Spirit and the nudging of the Holy Spirit saying, you know what? And, and then we talk to each other. Yeah. You know what? The Holy Spirit has been telling me that too, yeah. you know, and it's confirming together that, yeah, that's the right direction we need to go. And then, you know, we'll do it and we'll feel like a real peace about it and joy about it. And we know that we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. So, so just, um, you know, especially with big words, like he was saying, when it implies you moving somewhere, uh, yeah, uprooting it, your life, changing certain things, 
um, you have to be really sure that yeah. you know it's the Lord speaking. Exactly. To you. Like in the smaller matters, it's still important, of course, because you don't want to do anything that the Lord hasn't decreed over your life, like decided over your life and, and shown you. But I'll tell uh, you something. But the big things yeah. we actually moved based on uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to both of us. We didn't have a Rima word. No, we um, didn't have we didn't have uh, um, uh, prophetic friends back then or, or yeah. contacts or people who would prophesy over us. We weren't in that kind of setting. But yeah, we had a, a Holy Spirit confirmation that we needed to move. Yeah, and we didn't know fully what God had in store for us, where we were going to go. All we knew is that the life that we were leading back uh, in Quebec was just crazy. We had no family time. We were never together on a seven day, uh, you know, a seven day week. There was never one day where we were fully together. It was always like bits and pieces. One yeah. evening here, one half a day there. It was just it crazy was cr schedule. The rat race. We were and, living the rat and race. And we were going to have our second child and it just didn't make sense. And we knew that the Lord wanted us to have uh, um, a sane, <laughs> a sane family <laughs> some life. Sa some sanity. Yeah. And so, you know, so we had some choices to make and, um, and we felt, you know, even the, in the beginning of our marriage, we felt like we needed to move and that the Lord was leading us out elsewhere, but we didn't have that confirmation. We thought maybe it was in a certain yeah. area in Quebec and we prayed about it. And you know, that just, that door just, no, we didn't have that confirmation. We just knew it wasn't there. Yeah. And when it was really time for us to move, the Lord really spoke to both of us we're like you know what we can't do this any longer yeah. like we were miserable and we just knew that the lord had better for us and so we actually applied by faith on a paper all the places that were available in canada yeah, for because the, the company i was with they need to know the context yeah. the company i was with at the time was canada post and it was a, a federal company and they were all over canada obviously and because of that i was an employee of them i could apply all over Canada, anywhere I wished to go. Yeah. And of course, it was just a, a question of seniority waiting for the doors to open. But I had the opportunity to to apply and change and, and go to any city I wished. Yeah. So, you know, we really went by faith that, that what we were feeling was really the Lord nudging us to 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 move so that we can have a more normal life so that he can work on a shift uh, that would allow me to stay home and we can have a normal family life. So that was the 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 idea. And we knew that much that that aligned with what the Lord wanted for our family. And we prayed about it and we put a bunch of places on the, the list. And we, had we said, 16, Lord, we had 16 cities that we had applied to. Yeah. And in we said, Eastern Canada. and we asked the Lord, you know, we asked the Lord to give us confirmation to, to, to show us, uh, where to go and that we were going to go by faith and we we're going to let him lead us. And, you know, when you put your 16 choices, depending on what the demand is and where, you know, it could be your 15th choice that they call you up. It doesn't mean that you're going to get your first choice. It really is about what's in need at that period of time. Exactly. So we knew that the Lord and could seniority. open. Yeah. And seniority. And so we knew that God could just arrange things wherever he wanted and that, you know, we were going to leave this in his hands. We were willing to go wherever. Exactly. Where you would open the door. Uh, but, but God, and, and this is so amazing. Uh, long story short, he gave us our first choice. And not only did he give us our first choice, but once once we had moved and I showed up at the, the, the plant where I was going to work as a mail carrier, they were very in shock because they were in a transition where um, a restructure 
of the depot where the mail was being received. And in Canada Post, there's laws, there's, there's all kinds of ways they do things. And when they do a restructure, they never allow transfers. Mm -hmm. So from people applying from one city to come in and a new employee, they don't allow that. So I remember the supervisors at the time, they were like looking at their papers and were like, he just showed up. He's from Montreal. What, what do we, we can't do? send him back. What, we can't send him back. <laughs> what do we, what do we do? How did he family. get here? How did, how did they were, they were puzzled at how this could happen. Yeah. And yet there I was mm -hmm. and they had no choice. They don't like, they couldn't send me back. I mean, I was there and I had 12 hours there. away, 12 <laughs> hours away. I had bought a new house and I, I like the whole thing was done. Right. The paperwork was in place and they were just kind of in shock. They, they It's like they hadn't seen it coming. And the, the, the fun thing about this is that um, my daughter was eight months old when we arrived here. And um, the only way we could uh, we could manage this transfer happening was if uh, I used my paternal leave and gave him some of my weeks. You, you mean maternal, maternal leave? Maternal leave, yeah. And yeah, gave him some, but some of those But explain to them weeks. how it works in Canada when, when you're, you're a woman and you're going to have a baby you get a maternal leave and it's how many weeks is it yeah i don't want to go in detail it's going to be ah, too long too okay long. so anyway so she, anyway she was I able to give me some of, of her weeks off yeah so that i could take them but what what would happen is if my daughter was past a year old all that all those weeks that that um uh, were acquired would be nulls okay so if we didn't use up those that one year then if she was over a year i couldn't do the transfer because then I wouldn't be paid and all of this would have been really, really complicated. And we, and the way it works is that unless you're on this leave, usually when you're, you're moving from one province to another, the company only allows you two weeks. So you have to, you know, sell your house, make your boxes <laughs> and move in two weeks with the whole family. See how crazy that I, is? I wouldn't do it again. Just so, just so you know, like, not yeah. for a job. So anyway. by doing it this way and the Lord knew, that we had to do it while we we were on leave on paternal and maternal leave that gave us a few months to do all this and make this happen so we basically made it right on time and god worked everything in, yeah. in accordance for us to be here but see only years later when we um you know god led us to the prophetic side of him to discover how prophecy works and all that only then did we um get even more confirmation where we got prophetic words saying the Lord really wants you there. There's yeah. a reason why you're there. He wants to open doors yes. and do things in your life there. There's a ministry for you there. Like we knew this, but we knew it only in the spirit. We didn't, we didn't know it like tangibly spoken. Yeah, you know what we, I mean? We didn't hit like, there was some clarity, I guess you could say missing about the why of all this. Yeah, exactly. So that's just a way, you know, how, um, you know, things, I guess, go a little faster in, in if, when you listen to prophecy, to Rima words, because it's, it there's more you. clarity and there's more direction, you know, more where you're going. Um, and, you know, unless you have an angel whisper a certain thing in your, your ear. And like I said, other times you're led to verses, you're led. There's all kinds of ways, right? The Lord that can speak to you. Yeah, a prophetic word accelerates you in your purpose and your, the direction you should go. So now we're at number three. Mm -hmm. So now you, you've, you've clarified, you've got clarity, you know that the, the word is, is a true prophetic word for your life. You're, you're clear about that. So now you're going to start 
uh, warring for your prophetic word or, 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 or waging war with your prophetic word. So you bring that you bring that word with you, and and you're like, yeah, okay, now it's time to do it. So you're gonna number three, you decree and declare your word daily. So once you have confirmation that this is a definite, definite, definitive prophetic word for you and for your life, you need to start decreeing and declaring it daily. So a true prophetic word is a passage, like I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, that is taken directly out of your book in heaven. Mm -hmm. And Proverbs 18.20 says this, A man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. With the increase of his lips shall he be satisfied. And the very next verse says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So this is this is the power of decreeing and declaring that prophetic word. When you start uh, saying it out loud, um, you know you're supposed to not you're not supposed to look at your circumstances and declare what you're seeing. You're supposed to declare where you're going. Right. So you're supposed to always adjust that thermostat of your life to where you want the temperature of your life to be. You're not supposed to look at the temperature, go like, hmm, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know Cold Fahrenheit. I don't know Fahrenheit <laughs> too well, but, oh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's 65 degrees. I'm I'm, I'm cold. You're going to adjust it to, I don't know, 70? What, what's a good the temperature? temperature you want. 70 Fahrenheit. You're going to adjust the thermostat to 70 because that's where you want the temperature to be and that's what you desire. So it's the same thing with your tongue. Your tongue acts, acts like that thermostat. You're not supposed to decree and declare what you're seeing, your, what your circumstances are, how hard your life is. You're supposed to decree and declare where you want to go. And we we go in, into more detail in this. And if you're in the, the group on our group on Facebook, we have this uh, first four parts we have to, and we have to get cracking on this course. We're sorry we didn't provide you with the rest of the course. But uh, it's called um, Eight Steps to Activated Faith. Yeah, we're at the fourth. So part, if, if you haven't joined the Top Kingdom Growth Group yet, I encourage you to join that group. And you're going to have access to this wonderful course, Eight Steps to Activated Faith. And we talk more in detail about how to use your tongue in the right way, how to use your lips and your mouth to decree what you want, where you're going, and what you want to accomplish, what your purpose is, instead of lamenting what you're seeing okay yeah. so that's what you have to do so you decree your prophetic word so let's say i don't know uh, i once got a, a word about um me writing a book and i was told to um not writing a book but writing in general and i was told to um decree against um demonic attacks which were trying to stop me from writing Mm -hmm. So I had to stop wait uh, to start waging war with my words by decreeing I am an author. It is God's desire that I uh, write wonderful books that are going to glorify him. I'm happy to be writing. I'm happy about the ideas and downloads and inspiration that God is giving me for this book, etc., 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 so that I would uh, walk into what I'm supposed to walk because I've been decreeing it and using that prophetic word. Now now we get to part four, and the part four is... Wait, wait. Yeah, she's got something. She's got something. I can feel it. Yeah, you just keep on going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, decree and declare your words daily. Yeah. Now, a lot of you, I know, are wondering, why do I need to do that? Um, why should I do that if the Lord has already 
spoken it to me, doesn't he know what he spoke? Why do I need to remind him of it? Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah. So one of the things that we've learned is that even when it comes to faith and activating uh, your words and like he was saying, you know, speaking forth what you want to happen, it's always based on reminding God of his promises. And that's what one of the things that I've learned. It's not because he doesn't know what he said. It's not because he doesn't know what's in the Bible, right? He wrote the Bible. It's because he wants that connection with you. He wants, he wants to partner, he wants with, to you. partner with you. So when he, you speak it, you're basically making it happen in the earth realm by partnering with God. See, if you stay silent, uh, you're, you're not opening how can I put this? You're not opening the doorway of faith. Faith faith uh, comes through your mouth, what we speak, what we hear. So you're not opening that doorway. You're, you're, it doesn't mean it won't happen. It means it might be longer. You know, God has, has, has a wish and a want for your life. Mm-hmm. But when you speak it, you accelerate it. You partner with God. And so you're walking with him in your own purpose. Yeah. And you're also acknowledging that you're using your kingdom authority that he gave you when he and when Jesus Christ died on the cross for his, for your sins. Um, he did that also for you to get back the authority that you lost through sin, through the beginning, through Adam and Eve. So that's one of the reasons that Jesus died on the cross. And a lot of believers don't understand that. And so when he gives you, he gives you back this authority, he expects you to use it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't expect you to sleep on it and do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. So that's another way that you're showing him, Lord, I'm taking my authority. I'm putting action yes. into what you've spoken. You're showing that you're hungry for these words. You're hungry for them to come to pass. You're mm-hmm. not lukewarm going, oh, well, I'm just going to wait till, you know, if he wants this to happen, it'll happen. You're, you're showing you're hungry. You're, you're, you know, um, you're declaring it and decreeing it. So you're using your kingdom authority to make it, to manifest it, to make it happen. So they all, all this aligns in a spiritual way where it gives, um, it basically says, yes, I'm in agreement of this, yeah. of what you spoke. And therefore the Lord can open the portal and make, and make these things happen when the timing is right. So um, if we don't do that, it's sort of like if you're, Kind of like you're he, kind of slowing you're, down the process. You're like knowing what he wants. You're not saying it, so it's just going to kind of stay there until until you speak forth, until you speak it forth for it to actually manifest in the the spiritual realm to the physical realm. Let's yeah, and that's that. and that's why a lot of people also complain that. Uh, well, I got a prophecy from God, and uh, here I am two years later, and it never happened. It never mas- manifested. It, yeah. it doesn't look like it's going to manifest. Well, maybe you've been speaking against that prophecy without even knowing it. Sometimes you, we we get negative. We we get demonic attacks. We get all kinds of problems that can happen in our lives that we're, we're going to speak against without knowing it. We're going to we're going to kind of curse ourselves with our own tongue, you know, trip trip ourselves up with our own words. And it's lo and behold, it, it doesn't happen. But that's not God's fault, and that's not the prophet's fault. It, it's basically our fault because we didn't partner with God in in accelerating the process and making it happen, uh, and making sure it, it does happen. Yeah. Number four, and this you have a good story to tell. Number four, be thankful daily. Uh, Elizabeth called it the law of gratitude, and there's power behind that. So basically, what this means is thank God in advance. For what he said he would do with you and for you. So you thank him in advance 
for what he said he would. So, for example, if you, if like I let's take the book example again. Let's say I got a prophetic word that I'm going to write a, a book. Well, you thank him in advance. Thank you, Lord, that you want to use my writing skill to glorify you. I'm so excited to see what's going to come from this book what, that I'm writing every day. You thank him in advance. The book's not out yet. You're just thanking him because you know that this word will come true because it's a word from God. You know, I see this from a parent standpoint. I see God as a father uh, when it comes to gratitude. And I guess that's why I understand it very clearly because I'm, uh, I'm a parent myself. And so I know that, for example, if, you know, one of my children, one of them in particular is super, super grateful. And she'll oftentimes acknowledge how grateful she is for a bunch of things that I do for her. And um, the others, you know, sometimes take it a little more for granted and have to be reminded. And but, you know, she has such a, a pure, um, thankful heart that it's really hard for me not to do more for her. You know what I mean? Because. I tend to naturally want to do more for the one that's really, really grateful that doesn't take it for granted. And that's just like me and my physical, you know, mom nature, you know, pers pers persona. Yeah. So imagine God who has all the power and everything, you know, that he can supply to you um, in a click of a finger. So think about when you're thankful through truly thankful how wonderful it is and how he must be looking down on you and saying, wow, you know, she's really thankful. She's not taking this for granted. And um, the other reason I like to do it is because when you get a prophetic word about something great that's going to happen in your life or that, you know, you know, he wants to use in, you in a certain way. This is kind of like what you you felt in your spirit that was going to come. Now it's confirmed and now you're all excited or, you know, maybe it's just something that you've been praying for and now you get the confirmation that, oh, you know, it's finally going to happen um, and you've been waiting for this. So um, it's really great to thank him in advance, even if you don't see it. And see, that's the, the trouble is that most people don't thank him in advance because they don't go by faith that it's really going to happen. Yeah. They believe that, you know, when I see it, then I'm going to thank the person because that's how we live in the physical world, right? Someone brings a plate to your table. You see the plate of food. Thank you for giving me, you know, thank you very much for serving me. It's always like that, right? It's always like in the physical. We don't thank um, the person in advance. And so with God, if you want to go by faith and really acknowledge that you believe that he's going to make this thing come to pass uh, and that you believe that what he's saying is really, really 100% true, you will thank him in advance for the things that are going to come. Which is a form of praise, basically. And so the best example I can give you is... Well, you kind of jotted down. You were going to say this. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I'm saying. All right, let's go there. Yeah. That's so, good stuff, yeah. So one of the pro prophecies that I had, I had um, already been praying for, you know, better connection because I lived in a, a rural area where my tower for internet was so far, it's not even funny, that oftentimes, you know, my connection would break. I couldn't do broadcast because of that. And uh, simple things, like it took us hours and hours just to upload a video to YouTube. It was oh, ridiculous. Oh. Like ten, it was- 10 hours sometimes. <laughs> if it was, a, for example, a long broadcast uh, like this one, it would, if I uploaded it to YouTube, first of all, I needed to take the, the video file and pass it through a special, um, Soft, software converter that would like shrink the file a little bit, yeah. sometimes quite a bit, so make it smaller and even smaller. 
I would upload it to YouTube and it would take eight to 10 hours to upload the video. So I would start it up at night, right before I went to bed. And the next morning it would be finishing up or it'd be done. And I would be happy because my file was uploaded and, I, and nothing happened. But all this to say, it was really, really um, yeah. demanding. So, you know, at first we, we bought this house and we're kind of disappointed because they told us we could get high speed. And then we no, realized no, no. that they was really regular say, speed. They didn't say high speed. <laughs> they said, you said, can we get Wi-Fi and internet here? He said, oh yeah, you get Wi-Fi and internet. Uh -huh. They just yeah. didn't tell us there was snail Wi-Fi or yeah. snail internet. So anyway, and, <laughs> and the, the way it works on this island where we live is that there's no other competitor. It's like, you're considered you live out in the country and it's just too bad. You just better there was hope one, yeah, that something There was one happens. company that, 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 served it here and that was it yeah and that was it exactly there's no competitor so they're not gonna you know rush and try to get you internet high speed it's no. not gonna happen so at first i kind of accepted defeat and was frustrated and would always complain about the internet being slow and everything and you know as i was learning about you know uh, activating our faith and speaking what we want to come forth and all that you know i realized i was like you know i'm i'm really picturing God being really, really small right now. Like he can't mm. do this for me. You know, I'm trying to, um, you know, do thriving on purpose. And I know it's God's will for me to do this ministry. Why wouldn't he arrange things for me to be blessed? So then my, my thinking shifted and I started praying and asking the Lord saying, look, you know, I, I'm coming to you, father, as a kingdom ambassador as someone that really wants to do your will. And I know it's your will for me to do Thriving on Purpose, for me to be in this ministry with Sebastian. But right now our internet is too slow. It's really slowing us down. It's killing a lot of our time. And it's not strong enough for us to be doing broadcasts on a regular basis. Like sometimes we even did, um, like we put some videos on data and had to pay out of our pocket. We couldn't, because the connection was so bad, it was going to be so... Uh, disconnected we couldn't pull it off yeah so and and even to to all that we still like did 150 broadcasts just to give you an idea like a good 150 uh, um, yeah, videos our, our on youtube, YouTube channel, anyway we, we had uploaded like close to 150 yeah. videos on our youtube channel so it's not too that's a lot of work that's <laughs> a lot of work a lot of determination so i said so that's what i basically prayed to the lord and i said lord you can do all things um i believe that you can um you know make it so that the company decides to give us ultra high speed internet. I believe that you can make this happen. And, um, and I thank you in advance. Okay. So that's kind of my prayer, how it went. And uh, I said it with authority. I said it with, um, you know, with a heart to serve. And I knew that he would respond to that. And so I got a prophetic word at one point where that like maybe a couple of, of weeks or a couple of days later, where the Lord said through that prophet that um, techno, uh, he said, Technicalities? Te technology, technology, your answers for technology are going to be answers. I see, I see your struggle and I see that um, that you need for new technology. And uh, I want to answer that it's coming. It's coming, you know, like yeah, something like that. Like it, God. And it, she it knew. confirmed and I knew, and I, I was like, Oh, it's coming. It's coming. So, <laughs> so then I was so excited. Then I started she praying. Knew. So then I shifted my prayer to Lord. Thank you so much for answering my prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you are 
putting this into place, that you're working on my behalf, that even if I don't see what you're doing right now, I know that you're working on my behalf for this to come to pass. And I thank you in advance. Thank you so much. And I was just blessing him and praising him. And I did that for like a good two weeks. Okay. Then I see this truck show up on our, uh, in our area where they say, uh, you want fiber op, call this number, whatnot. And yeah, then I call this offering number. Fiber op. And they're like digging in the ground and doing all kinds of stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get fiber op in your area and this and that. So I'm like, continue to praise. I praise God just until like that lady, you know, I, until it was confirmed and I called yeah. and confirmed and the lady said, okay, I'm sending over the technician. They got all the wires put in all that. But all that took a, a, a you know, quite a few weeks to, you know, from the beginning to uh, the end, it wasn't months. Yeah. yeah from the beginning, months, beginning easy. till. Yeah. So this is just an example, you yeah. know, where God wants to teach you perseverance. He wants to see Gratitude. how badly do you want it too. you know, yeah. um, there's some things that he's going to give you like this. Yeah. And there's other things, you know, it's a test of faith. He wants to teach you certain things. And, and that was a, a valuable lesson, how I learned the process and I kind of learned how to do this in other aspects of my life. So all this to say the gratitude is very huge, especially when you get a prophetic word where it's something that you've been praying about and the Lord tells you, you know, um, I want to bless you with this. And this is, you know, what I want for you and this and that. Well, thank him in advance. Yeah. Thank him in advance. Find all the ways you possibly can to thank him in advance and praise him so that he knows that you're really um, believing 100% that it's coming. Amen. So now. We're at number five. So that was number four, being thankful daily, the law of gratitude. Number five, bring your word, your prophetic word, bring it to court. And now, now we want to talk to you about uh, the courts of heaven. And, and the courts of heaven, that's in the Bible, but it's it's not just in the Bible. It is in the Bible, of course, but, uh, and, and that's where the, the God sits as a judge and that's where Satan shows up once in a while to accuse, to accuse, to, to, to bring brethren. accusations against against the brethren. Uh, actually, not once in a while, day and night. Really annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Robert Anderson, and uh, it's too bad he's not with us tonight. Uh, we didn't invite him, but we should have. It would have been great. Uh, Robert Anderson, you guys got to look this guy up if you don't already know it's him. Not, it's Henderson. Hen Henderson. It was an H. Not, not Anderson. Henderson. That's because I'm French. Okay. <laughs> Robert Henderson. He wrote many, many books, a series of books about the courts of heaven and how to do uh, warfare prayer and interceding on your behalf, on your family's behalf, uh, and, and how the courts of heaven operate. So how these uh, legal legalities, decisions are made in the courts of heaven that are going to impact the earth in your own life. This is a fascinating, uh, first of all, he's a great teacher. You can look up his videos on YouTube. You're going to be blessed. But uh, you can also buy his books on Amazon, The Courts of Heaven. So I'm just putting that out there because when you get a prophetic word, if you don't know about the courts of heaven, you're missing a big deal, a very big chunk of information that's really going to help you to, to do the warring with your prophetic word because you're going to need to bring that word in the courts of heaven to make it uh, a, a final, a, 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 
knock of the gavel from God, say, okay, case closed, it's done, you know? Uh, so in Psalm 119, verses 49 and 50, it declares, Remember your word to your servant, in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me life. So David here is, is saying, remember your word to me, your servant. Remember what you said. So he's bringing God, he's bringing back to God his own word. See, uh, it's in Isaiah 55 that, that God says that uh, his word will not go out without accomplishing what it is supposed to accomplish, and it will not return to him void. Well, guess what? God's word is not a boomerang. When he yeah. puts it out there, it comes in your in your ear, it has to come back to him through your mouth. You're the so, so that the word comes through you, to you, and you have to bring it back to him. He's not deaf. It's not because he's deaf. It's because <laughs> it's because God uses us in partnership when we speak out His promises on our behalf, and that's a whole new thing. And I wasn't going to go in on all the 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 whys. Is that like God is Almighty? If God is Almighty, how come He can't just make it happen without participating with human beings? Again, all legal matters, all kinds of stuff there. Uh, that's called your dominion. He was he gave you dominion in Genesis. That's when he created man. He says, you shall have dominion in Genesis 1, uh, 26 to 28. So man has dominion on the earth realm. And because of that, God has to um, abide by his own word. He cannot break his own word. So because he gave man dominion, he has to work in partnership with man to make things happen in the earth realm, okay? So God is bound by his own word. The, on, the only thing that God cannot do, there's one thing that he cannot do. What's the immovable object for God? What's the one thing he cannot move? His own word, his own word. So I'm just that's just a little the, theological lesson here. And in Isaiah 62, verses 6 and 7, we read this. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have set watchmen, all the day and all the night, they shall never be silent. You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it a praise in the earth. That's from the uh, English Standard Version Bible. So you who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest. So keep reminding God of what he said. And give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it a praise in the earth. And in the American Standard Bible, it puts it this way, that same passage. I have set watchmen upon thy walls. O Jerusalem, they shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that are Jehovah's remembrancers. Remembrancers. I like that word. Take ye no rest and give him no rest till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. So, hey, remembrancer, I didn't even know that was a word. I was like, whoa, look at that word, so nice. Yeah, well, remembrancer, we are to be remembrancers. When we bring the word that God gave us, the prophetic word, and we bring that word to the courts of heaven, we are acting in the capacity of a remembrancer. And what is a remembrancer? Well, I looked it up because I was curious. It says... A person with the job or responsibility of reminding others of something. 
<laughs> Isn't that amazing? So, so we are, and it's not because, like I said, it's not because God has poor memory. It has nothing to do with that. It really has to do with us working in partnership with him and making the thing legal in the courts of heaven so that it becomes a reality in the earth realm. So when you, you take that word and you say, I'm going to the courts with this, the courts of heaven, you bring it up to, for example, Lord, you said, you said that I would write a book. You said that you would use my pen. You said that you would glorify your name through my pen. And Lord, let's say, let's say it hasn't happened yet, you know, and Lord, it hasn't happened yet. And, I, and I'm just reminding you that you gave me that word and I know it was from you. I, I know that in my spirit, you spoke to my spirit. You showed it to me, Lord, make it happen, make it happen, make it happen fast, quickly. I need that word to happen and you need it too, because you are going to use it. So you, you say that in the courts of heaven, God as judge will go like, yes, let's, let's do that. Let's, let's make it happen. You know? Or, or maybe you're just not having that clarity of what to write about and you're asking God for that clarity so that he can show you so that you can move forward. And this is just an example. I'm off mm -hmm. the cuff here, to be honest. But and what, what, well, what else happens in the courts of heaven? Because now you're warring with your word. There's all kinds of stuff that happens in the courts of heaven. See, there's there's God that's there. There's all his, his angelic hosts. There's there's thousands of angelic hosts that are, are, are seated that are taking part in this uh, courtroom. There's Jesus Christ who represents you as an advocate, as our high priest in heaven. And there's the accuser of the brethren who oftentimes will, will bring words against you to, to try to make uh, promises null and void. And, and I'm not going to like I'm not teaching the courts of heaven. I am not Robert Henderson here. That's why I'm, I'm recommending you go check out his stuff on YouTube and his books. But what I'm saying is, point number six, you might have to wage spiritual warfare to make the, the, the prophetic word become a reality. Because sometimes, and, and that's that can be very frustrating, sometimes you get a prophetic word, it's a confirmed prophetic word, you know it in your spirit, you're, you've been praying for it, you've been thanking God for it, and nothing happens. And sometimes that's because there is demonic interference, a hindrance, yeah. hindrances that can that need to be broken mm -hmm. off. So you're going to have to do some spiritual warfare to break that off. Sometimes it's uh, general uh, generational curses that you don't even know you have mm -hmm. in your bloodline that are hindering the word to come to pass. And see, this is all stuff that. We had no idea before we started uh, walking in the prophetic and learning about the these things in the spirit and all that. that we didn't understand all, how this worked and why sometimes we prayed and it worked and why sometimes we prayed and nothing happened. Yeah. But this is all part mm -hmm. of the, the whole kit and caboodle. And you need to understand these things. But all this to say, sometimes you're going to be called and you're, it's going to be very obvious that there is demonic interference that is... Uh, blocking the promise to come to pass and, and when you, when you yeah, wage warfare I'm, it opens up uh, yeah. uh portals portals of heaven sometimes like it's gonna push away the demonic interference and the portal's gonna open and i'm not i'm not saying you're gonna see a hole in the in the ether i'm just saying it opens up the channels that were blocked for the blessing to come to you yeah and you know that's that's happened to me where i felt in my in my spirit that something was hindering a certain word from coming to pass. And I would ask the Lord, please show me, show me what is hindering. 
Um, if there's anything that's hindering, that's slowing down the process, I want to know. And he would, um, you know, show me. Um, sometimes it happened, you know, while I was praying or reading the Bible that I'd have like two, three words that he would say in my spirit. And I go, okay, so I have to go research down. that. Yeah. I have to go check this out. And and then I get more answers. And then I go, oh, that that's what it was. That's you know. Was. And then I would know what to pray according. Yes. So like you said, sometimes it was spiritual warfare. Some, sometimes I had to undo something that the enemy did. Sometimes it's like you, like we say, um, a generational curse. Could be a and sin then you in your start, own life too that he was going to show you that that, I, that you need to to repent from. Sometimes, like we sometimes we pray stupidities. We don't even know them. We prayed it against like generational curses and things like that. And you know, when we were praying and we asked the Lord to show us, there are are things that we saw that had to do with um, you know people that our ancestors, were in our yeah. ancestors yeah exactly in our lineage that, that, that did us. things that did things that 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 were horrific in some cases and that we need to come against and cut off of our own lives because yeah. it was following us in our bloodline and even had to ask repentance for what they had done yeah for for that to be completely broken off amen so you know and that was hindering that was stopping um, some blessings from coming to us. So um, it was a, a big learning curve, um, all of this. But I hope that this broadcast has really helped you to have clarity on this because I know a lot of people, um, you know, they get prophetic words, they jump from broadcast to broadcast to get prophetic words. And it's like they're, they're expecting God to say something completely different. And even it's happened to me where the Lord confirmed and said a, a similar thing to me. And, you know, it, it sort of was like, I knew in my spirit that I had to do something about this. Like mm -hmm. I had to pray about it and, and just like take time away and read my Bible and, and just take time with him. And just, like I said, apply these steps, be in gratitude mode, uh, decree and declare. Like there's some words that you just have to stay on, you know, on mm -hmm. a regular basis every day until it, it manifests, until it, it shows up in your physical realm. Yeah. And, and this brings us to step seven. Step seven is very simple. Be willing and prepared to take action on the word, on the prophetic word, in season. So uh, I'm going to give you an example uh, from my own life. Um, when I, when five years ago, when I founded Thriving on Purpose, I, I was really on fire. And Liz had to kind of like... Um, rein me back in because I, I I was gonna I was gonna change the world I was gonna I was kind of on a on a high because I got really excited about finding out my purpose <laughs> <laughs> but but you know sometimes you're, you're a little too enthusiastic and you need a little dose of, of of reason in your life and she was that good dose of reason um, but I what I wanted to do is I wanted to quit my day job and I wanted to start being a motivational speaker at the see, at the time it wasn't even faith based I I I was a believer, but I had many, I had wandered away from ministry because ministry in my life had been a dud. Let's just put it that way. So I was like, okay, since ministry is not for me, I can still do something. I can still help people, bless people. I'm going to be a motivational speaker. So anyway, started out like that and I was all on fire and I was like, I'm going to leave my job. She's like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Because <laughs> she's, I think she saw that this was not going to be too good if I did at the time. But I calmed down and I was like, okay, my wife doesn't want there. Maybe there's a problem. I've learned that throughout the years. When, when my wife doesn't want something that I really want, I got to stop and think and pray. And obviously I said, okay, there, there's, timing is everything. 
there's a problem here. So I'm going to wait it out and I'm just going to be patient here. God's going to open some doors and it's going to be okay. And uh, so it took, it took a few years, but all this to say that eventually we, I wrote, we both felt that the Holy spirit was confirming when it was time. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> we had, and I, and I really believe that in my core, by the way, just a, a yeah. short parenthesis to husbands out there. If you, if you want to take big decisions, if you're convinced of a thing, a big decision that needs to be taken, selling their house, moving, changing jobs, whatever. If your spouse, if you're if you're both Christians, first of all, okay, let's say you're both Christians. If your wife is not on board, that is a red flag from the Holy Ghost. Red flag. You're one flesh, and trust me, if he spoke to you, if he's he really gonna speak to her, he's gonna speak to her. He's not gonna ignore her. She's gonna hear it from him too. It's gonna be okay. So. He had spoken to me, but I, I was a little too quick on the uh, 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 going half cock a little bit. Uh, so I needed to, we, we need to both be on, on same level here anyway. And that's so, happened. That's happened vice versa too, where I felt the Holy Spirit speaking to me on a certain thing. And I talked to him about it. And then he kind of be like, I don't know. And he kind of like brushed it off and went in another direction. And sometimes I get frustrated, but I learned when, that there was no point. When it's me who's, who's slower to come to terms with the thing, I'm slow. When it's her, it's she's godly. <laughs> no, I was, no, I would say <laughs> that I'm more like endowed or kind of, you know, don't have that peace and reassurance <laughs> that in that case, it was more like yeah. that, like, okay, what are we going to do? But it was a big decision. And, and see, the thing is one year prior to my uh, giving my resignation letter, I wrote it in my computer. It was in the word format. I had typed the whole thing down. It was ready to go. That, that, that was hot. It was fresh off, fresh off the press. It was ready to go. And I knew it was there. And I knew that in due season, in the right time, I would uh, I would take it and, and run with it. And the right time came and uh, we were both on board. We, we both knew, had a big piece about it. Yeah, We knew it was, uh, we had a piece about it. We knew it was time to move on to other other things, to a full-time ministry in our case. And so I, I one year later, I gave that letter. So I just, it's just to uh, to give you an example. So be willing to take action when God shows you it's time. So you've been doing all these six steps, but when you get to the seventh step, you have to be willing to take action. And that's something that sounds so obvious. Like, yeah, you got to be willing to take action on your prophetic word, obviously. But a lot of people, they just want God to take action. That's what she was saying. Yeah. You, know, you, you get the prophetic word, you're all excited. Oh, God, you're going to do this for me. That's awesome. I'm just going to sit on my laurels and wait for it to happen. But that's just not the way it works. That is not the way it works. So you have to be willing to take action at, uh, at the, in the right time with wisdom. Yeah, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people get uh, prophetic words, for example, where the Lord will tell them, you know, uh, he wants them to, let's say, um, start speaking to a certain audience, a certain type of people, and uh, that he's calling them to pour into them because, you know, they have experience with a certain thing. And, and you know, it's a beautiful prophetic word, but sometimes you, you look at you know, the circumstance, you look at the person a couple of months later, they still didn't do anything. And it's because they're in fear mode. They're, they're like scared, or they don't have that confirmation yet. Or, you know, they're just in fear mode of what people are going to think of them. And, you know, or what is their family going to think of them? And you can't, you can't be effective 
um, for the Lord if you have all these things in your head. Like you really have to um, take action. And that's one thing that we've always, um, you know, done is act in obedience. We never really knew how to start a podcast or a broadcast oh, or, you know, uh, yeah. you know, leadership trainings, Talk mastermind, everything that we've curve. done, you know, that we've yeah. studied and everything was really like, okay, let's figure this out as we go and learn as we go and study and ask the Lord for help and guidance and strength and, 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 you know, wisdom and showing us what we need to learn. And he just did it, but we always took one action step at a time. And was it easy? No, it wasn't. Everything's a learning curve, but we were really happy that we did because you, you feel, um, you feel happy when you do things for the Lord and, and that he's pleased. And guess what? When you start in one thing, you do one thing, then guess what? He has something else for you. Yeah. And and it's like he he shows you more, he gives you more, if you're, you get if, more insight. If yeah. you're faithful in a small matter, yeah. he's gonna give you bigger responsibilities, bigger blessings. And it's so it's so interesting that you mentioned the podcast because if you guys want to laugh, go to our first episode of our podcast and listen to the sound quality. That was my editing, by the way. <laughs> I was I was cutting my teeth in the editing process with uh, audacity. And I was pulling my hair. I was like, I'm never gonna master this. And it took, uh, for sure, it took a few episodes until the sound got better. <laughs> if you want to laugh, just learning listen. to work together was oh, a man. challenge. Oh, that was something, huh? That yeah. was, sometimes I would say something on the broadcast and you're like, can't believe you said that. I said what? Because me, it was like, you know, I kind of go off and say whatever else in my mind. Yeah, and the, and the, vision, like, the vision that we had for our business at the time, because it wasn't a ministry, um, you know, and, and our giftings and our strengths. And we had to learn all that together to work together. But, you know, when I, we really felt like it was God's will and he really, um, you know, molded us together and it, it, it transformed over time. You know, it really didn't look the same thing. Like from year to year, it didn't look like the same. And it's so thing. funny how we had such different visions of what Thriving on Purpose should be in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and how um, God really brought us together and slowly started showing me what you saw. And he started showing you what I saw. And we, we kind of reached a really interesting middle ground where God is in the middle. And it's just fantastic. But it took it took it was a long learning curve, and today we're broadcasting. That too was an adventure. You should have seen me first few times <laughs> on, on the streamyard. Man, that was nasty. Like Liz, Liz gave me a few slaps behind the head a couple of times because I was I was just not getting this stuff, and and now I'm I'm doing it alone. I'm so proud of myself because I can broadcast alone sometimes. But that <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, guys, hey, tomorrow, tomorrow is this woman's birthday. I know she looks like she's going to be like 28. Can. She's going to be she looks like she's going to be 28, but she's going to be the big 40. And it's a huge as you know everybody who's, who's hit the the big 40. It's a big uh it's a big year because we know we're not young chickens anymore. But at the same time it's so exciting to be 40 because you get this wisdom, you get this life experience and you got you know that God still has a lot of mileage that he that he wants to log on in, in your life. And uh I'm excited for her. Uh, so we accept checks, American Express, <laughs> MasterCard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but but guys, uh, he's way older know. than I am, so uh, he's uh, gonna reach fifty, and uh, I'm gonna be uh, <laughs> celebrating. Don't mention him the five zero. <laughs> We're talking about the four zero right now. But 
uh, all this to say, we hope that this has blessed you because you know what? It's been a learning curve for us to learn what to do. I remember when we got prophetic words and this was very, very diligent at writing every single line. We got, bah, 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 bah. she would record those in a book and it was fantastic. It's been a, a real blessing. But at the same time, we were, we were newbies. We were like, and it's strange to say, because I have been walking with God since I was nine years old, but I didn't know because I was in, in, in uh, some religions, some, some denominations that didn't believe in prophetic words. So we, I didn't get those until I was like 45 or something. But when we started getting them, we, we, it was like a hot potato. What do we do with that? What do we do with that? You know, is it just going to happen? Is it just going to, but then we got it. We got to learn how to wage war with our prophetic word. And that was exciting. And because it's been, it's been a, a good training and it, it's really exciting because when you when you pray these things into existence and and god starts answering a lot of these things then you see it and we're like oh oh that that reminds yes. me you just did that or you were invited to to go preach there that that's that was in one of the prophetic yeah. words and it's exciting you know, yeah yeah to that's, see all that come alive that's exciting there was a uh, one of the prophetic words i got was um i was told that i was going to preach in remote regions I was going to preach the gospel in remote regions. When I first heard that, I was like, what? What's a remote region? Am I going to go to the Northwest Territories? I, I'm in Canada. What's going to happen? And not long after that, uh, I got into a broadcast that was from Pakistan and another one that was from India. And it's funny because the one on, that was in India, I spoke with the pastor who invited me on the phone. And he says, yes, he says, I, I have a broadcast. And I, the reason I'm doing it, the broadcast is because I want to reach remote regions in India. And as soon as he said those two words, remote regions, I was like, there it is. He smiled. Ba-boom. Yeah, I, said, I said, did you, did you hear that? Because she was like, he was on speakerphone. I said, did you hear that? He said remote regions. She says, yes, I heard it. She's always calm. I get excited. I get excited. She's always like, yes, I heard it. <laughs> yes, you got a $5,000 check. God did say that he would give us more finances. I'm like, I'm jumping up and down, $5,000 check. And she's like, Yes. <laughs> and there's more coming. And there's more coming. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, we really hope that this has blessed you. And if it has. God is as big as you want him to be. Remember that. God is as big as you want him to be, as you make him to be, as you imagine him to be. Uh, so if this broadcast has blessed you, make sure you share it with others so that they may too be blessed. And I know that there's a lot of people who who, who might have wrestled with that same question. What do I do with a prophetic word when, it, when it's given to me? What do I do with that? So it could definitely help some people out there. Yeah, so for, for those of you that joined us maybe a little later, go back and listen to the beginning of this broadcast. It's really going to bless you. We give you a lot of examples of how that uh, showed up in our lives and different pointers that you can use, different things that maybe you're going to say, oh, I didn't see it that way or I need to do this. And you're going to see wonderful things happen in your life. Fantastic. So be blessed. And as always, thrive on. Am I supposed to go?